0: Thanks for listening. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app or to iTunes. Now let's get to this week's lesson. Well, good morning, everybody. We're going to start with this morning with our uh, memory verse review. Now, if you know the first memory verse, the second one is really, really simple. So, um, just to review. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. Answer a, cool, a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So, uh, who knows him and is ready to stand up and say him? So. See, I turned the slide this time, so I'm good. I'm getting there. I'm starting to remember and learn how this works. So, so i got four, five, you got it? All right. Six. Ooh, this is good. This is good. So we'll start uh, with Miss Amy V. You ready? Yes. Yes, all right. Do not answer a fool according to his own folly, yeah. lest you also be like him. Yeah. Answer a fool according to his own
1: folly, lest he be wise.
0: Yes, very good. Excellent work. So now, remember, each verse that you say, this uh, prize off the prize table, the quilt is not up for grabs this morning. That is a. That is a special... Uh, Usage example that I'm using this morning. So that is not up for grab. My wife would stab me in the eye. So uh, next.
1: Do not answer a fool according to his own folly, or you will also be like him. Yeah. Answer a fool as his folly deserves, lest he be wise in his own eyes.
0: Yes, as his folly deserves. I like that translation. That's a good one. Cool. Miss Darla, you got it? Of course we've got it. Yes.
1: Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you will be like him yourself. Yep. Yeah. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own
0: eyes. Yes, that's exactly right. Good job. Excellent. Christian.
1: Kristen? Uh, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. Yes. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be not wise in his own
0: Yes, very good. Excellent. All right. We got a good streak going. No pressure.
1: Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Yeah. Answer a fool, a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in of his
0: own. Excellent. I say cool on the second verse every single time, too. So just like-minded there. We got it?
1: Answer not a fool according to his own folly, lest you be like him yourself. Yeah. Answer for according to Very good.
0: With the reference, as always. Very good. Great job. Just as a reminder, the quilt is not up for grabs. I'm just going to say it again, so here we go. So thanks for uh, being here this morning. I'm excited about finishing up this series today. Uh, this is possibly the mo- the series that I have received the most feedback on in my 20 years of teaching the Bible. So... Um, I did not expect that when I started, but it has resonated very deeply with a lot of you. So real, real, real quick review, Uh, starting off with our quote from uh, Peterson, uh, every church congregation is a congregation of sinners, and if that weren't bad enough, they all have sinners for pastors, so we, we readily acknowledge that we all are in the same sinful boat working towards understanding and application of that understanding so that we are living more rightly in alignment with God's Word, becoming more and more like Jesus Christ every day. This is a great and wonderful thing. So, next. Uh, Actually, I'm going to get to that quote in just a second. So here's a couple blanks, uh, the only blanks on the handout today, by the way, since today is a discussion day. So uh, we talked uh, earlier in week one about uh, in order to fulfill Genesis 1.28, this command to go and uh, dominate the earth, and Matthew 28, uh, 19 and 20, this idea that we go and bring the gospel to all the ends of the earth, we have to use technology. And a couple quotes from Tim Challies here. And if you don't, if you don't follow Challies' blog, I would strongly encourage you to do so. Regular, consistent doses of really good application of Scripture to everyday life. Uh, so here's your blanks. God calls you to use technology for His purposes and His glory. For His purposes and His glory. Now the Wesley quote. Uh, Christianity is not a religion for solitude and solitary. The Bible does nothing of solitary religion. So I knew George Jackson was going to be here today, so I had to conclude a quote from Wesley. Uh, he named his child Wesley, is his love for this guy. So. Um, but, but Christianity is not about we stay where we are. Christianity is about we engage with the world, we go out, we communicate, we bring the good news to wherever uh, we are going. And that next little part there, that Charlie's quote, our sinful human hearts will want to use good gifts in bad ways. And we all can recognize this. We all can relate to this. Another quote from Charlie's here, technology in human hands, the same device can be used for the best and vilest purposes by the same person on the same day. Right? we ever experienced this where we have something that's really, really great use of technology and then we turn around and we just abuse that thing later on the same day? sometimes later on the same hour. So uh, our hearts want to use good gifts in bad ways, so we must be constantly reminded with the truth of God's Word so that we are, in fact, living out as we should. So a couple reviews, what we've been talking about. This series is specifically about communication and how we engage in communication, uh, specifically how communication and these truths relate towards social media. Uh, But Solomon is still speaking to us today. One of my favorite quotes in this series was by Barnabas Piper. Uh, And he talked about how, isn't it amazing that something written on papyrus 3,000 years ago speaks so readily and truthfully in our lives today with digital devices. It is unbelievably relevant and, quite frankly, a testament to the veracity and truthfulness of God's Word. So a couple of quotes here. Uh, This is Ice Cube's uh, paraphrase of Proverbs 13.3, Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, So... It's always good when you can put ice cube in a Sunday school lesson. Uh, And then a couple of more filters. So, the the idea here being that we are to approach communication through a filtered mindset. We filter our hearts, we filter our minds, we filter our lips through the truth of God's Word. And what do filters do? I don't know that I actually stopped and talked about this, but what do filters do? They take out contaminants, right? They take out the stuff that shouldn't be there. And, and we all know a lot about how filters work because each month or for some of us every few months, we change out a filter in our home and we look and we go, oh my goodness, I've been, like, I would have breathed that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Filters are good for us. They help to keep us healthy. And God's Word can act as a filter for our communication so that we have healthy communication as it comes out. So a couple more filters. Uh, what do we do when we're angry? Well, the filter we need to use is speed. We slow down when we are angry. We need to picture our communication as a series of, whoop, you know, how would you drive across this road? Some of you go, I'd get in the right-hand lane because I would avoid all of those, right? Yeah, and, and so here's the reality, right? This is one of the reasons I love this picture. We have the option to drive our communication car in the right-hand lane. And we can go around every bun of these. Or we can take the path that is a little bit more narrow that is a little bit bumpier and slow down and think through our communication and how it should be filtered through god's word. I love this picture I came across I don't know the service that divines the road uh, I, it's not even in English, so some Russian thing thanks to whoever did that picture so I'll give them credit uh, all right a couple more things um, what uh what are some more filters that we should be using? So we should slow down. Uh, we should think about the filter of volume, how much we are communicating. Uh, what does good look like? Uh, it's a great quote by uh, Spurgeon here. No matter what God, no matter what good truths you have to teach, no one will thank you if you do not speak kindly. Right? You ever met somebody that was speaking the truth and they looked like a porcupine? Yeah? <laughs> Anybody ever been... I'm, I need to fix this. Anybody ever been guilty of that? Yep. Yep. Right. So I mean this is this is reality. If we're not ooh almost dropped it. That was a nice save though, wasn't it? I caught it under the table, so What's that? You're pointing at yourself, Doug? Yes, I agree. All right, Uh, moving right along. So these are heart habits. Remember that what comes out of our mouth is not a reflection of what is just in my head. It's a reflection of what is in my heart. So when we see and we hear people communicating in a way that does not reflect the truthfulness of God's Word, this is not a mind problem. This is a heart problem. We're going to be developing heart habits. Uh, We also talked about active engagement the week that uh, Dave Barber taught, that that we are to be actively protecting and building up our homes in a way that fosters communication that honors God that can actually take place. So if we are leaning back and not engaging and not being protective in the leaders of our homes as we should, this is going to have repercussions. We are sowing seeds that will, in fact, grow. So a couple of weeks ago... I gave you a homework assignment to think about Proverbs 26, 4, and 5. And uh, Proverbs 26, 4, and 5. I did that on purpose. Proverbs 26, 4, and 5. Let's go to Proverbs 26, 4, and 5. I think I put it in your handout. And it was the Scripture memory passage from this morning. So do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him or resemble him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So the question is... Here's the question. When should Batman slap Robin, (laughs) right? At what point do you engage the fool? Now, you've probably seen this on Facebook or on Twitter or on some social media where there's some awesome caption up at the top. But my caption would be, when do you engage the fool? Right? And this is a real question for us today. And if you haven't experienced this, then you don't have a Facebook account. (laughs) <laughs> because it happens a uh, mm, a lot, a lot because what we do online we don't necessarily think about that we would have said or done that thing to a person directly, we feel like we have some distance and it's easier to have communication take place online at times because, well I'm just I'm just going to throw this thing out there and we'll just see where it goes well sometimes we just need to not quite frankly, and sometimes we need to engage with fools and call out foolishness, and sometimes we need to ignore the fool. So what I asked you to do was to think through biblically what biblical basis, what biblical justification gives us direction on when to engage and when not to engage. So I'm going I'm to kind of... Uh, seed the conversation just a little bit. And you've got verses that are listed there. Proverbs 9, eight, Proverbs 13.20, 14.7, 18.2, 17, and 29, 9. And I'm going to give you about a minute or two to look those up and to read them. I think sometimes we rush through the Scripture too quickly. I just want you to read and think through those. And we're going to have a conversation around... So what does that look like? So... Feel free to take some notes if you need to in your handout. That might help. All right, let's see if we can uh, draw some conclusions from the truthfulness of God's Word. Now, if you haven't come to the conclusion yet that God's Word is helpful in your life, then I hope that you will very shortly. Uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit before we answer these questions about something that I brought. So my wife's uh, grandmother died a week and a half ago. Uh, and she was 90 years old, and she did a lot of quilting. And I don't know if you've ever uh, seen quilting or how quilting works, but this is the side of the quilt that you typically see. Uh, this is a square in a quilt, uh, and the back side is the side that you typically don't see, because it's got all the threads and everything's kind of you kind of try to cover that up, right? Well, there's there's several there's several, several different, different parts of the New Testament where the Apostle Paul talks about uh, rightly dividing. God's Word. And the word they're used for rightly dividing is a sewing word. It is a a word that you take needle and thread and you put things together. Now, those of you that know anything about the Apostle Paul's background, he was a what? He was a tent maker. And tent makers at that time took goat's hair and wove it together very, very tightly. So tightly, in fact, that it was waterproof. And these were incredibly helpful for travelers. You didn't have a hotel that you go stay in. You went and you pitched a tent. And the better your tent was, the drier you were. So tent making was always in demand. And he uses this sewing language throughout the New Testament. And one of the things about the backside of quilts is that there's sometimes some threads that kind of go here or threads that go there. And, and what happens, especially on quilts, is you take several different pieces of fabric and you put them together to make something beautiful, right? Right? And you could debate whether you think this is beautiful or you don't think this is beautiful, but this takes a lot of skill to do this. I think we could all agree with that. And uh and things fit together, and they fit together very nicely. And the more that you can fit together, and if I could get a hand here, that'd be helpful. The more yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you, Dave. The more that you can fit together, the more beautiful things actually are. And this is and don't let it touch the floor if we could. You can like fold it over. It's great. That's fine. Uh, there's a lot of skill that goes into this, right? A tremendous amount of work. And, and what happens is you take all these individual pieces and you put them together and it makes something even more beautiful. And this is how I fundamentally see the Bible. Like, here's the doctrine of God and here's the doctrine of man and Here's the doctrine of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Here's the doctrine of the church. And, here's the doc- and these things fit together to make something beautiful. And here's how we sometimes view this. Can you turn it around for me? Lift it up so it doesn't touch. Thanks. I'm going to show you the backside. We sometimes think, if you could peer into the backside, because this was actually a, a, back, a backing, is that the right term? I'm to start on looking at you, darling. I think you're probably the cool thing expert in the room. So, they put a backing on it so that you don't see all of the little things and the threads going everywhere, right? We, when we look at the Scriptures, our best view is going to have threads going everywhere. We are fallible. We are not infinite. We are limited in our understanding. And we are going to have... Little pieces that I'm not sure exactly how this fits with that and this fits with that, which is why I love studying theology because it helps me connect the dots and see how things are related. So when we talk about this verse and this verse and this verse and this verse, please understand they all fit together to complete the truth that God wanted us to have. So one doesn't contradict another. They augment, they help so that more beauty can be displayed of who God is and what he is trying to communicate. So can you guys fold that up for me? Thank you. We'll see what their folding skill is like. No pressure here, God. Yeah, they have no do no idea what they're doing.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> We're
0: good. Get- <laughs> I was going corner to corner, I was going a different corner. Oh, no. cool. That's not the American deal. flag, so you don't have to, like, tuck it in, oh, okay. to hide the red or anything, so that's cool. <laughs> All right, so let's look at these verses. So, what, so what, kind of, um, what kind of things or themes do you see from these verses that we looked at? And, and please understand that I, I went out to the ocean and got a spoonful and asked you to look at the spoonful, and we're going to evaluate what the ocean is about, right? So this is a very small sampling of what the Scripture says about communication. So, observations. This is where I pick up my water bottle. Don't hang out with fools, hang out with wise people. Yeah, that, so fundamentally, right, that would be helpful, is don't really hang out with fools because we become like our friends. Yeah? Things influence us. That's, that's good, right? What else? So just to put your minds at ease, there's a lot of right answers here. There's a lot of wrong answers, but there's a lot of right answers here. So Yes?
1: Don't waste your time on people who just want to scoff, but invest
0: yeah. your time on people who will listen. Yeah. So uh, last week, um, Ms. Kimberly asked a question about uh, scoffers or scorners, maybe. Versus, uh, versus. Uh, yeah, scoffers versus fools, right? And, and they're, they're, they're a little different. And the, the scoffer and the scorner are really kind of the same thing. Just want to argue, and they just want to make fun. Uh, the, the Hebrew word for scoffer is literally, it means to make mouths at or to make faces at so it's somebody who's just <laughs> right, they're just making faces at the truth and they have no interest in actual real dialogue and, and sometimes you can figure this out quickly and sometimes it takes a couple of sentences back and forth before you realize, oh, they just want to be angry okay, but that's not helpful so what do we do? We walk away. Yeah. Because walking away is always an option. And we forget that sometimes. We, we feel like sometimes that, well, I've got to have the last word. You literally don't. <laughs> you liter- Jesus is a beautiful example of this in the New Testament. He had a scoffer right in his face. And he answered not a word. Because that person wasn't looking for truth. They were just looking for an argument. So, hands over here. I saw the lady in the back first. is Kelly Jobe. <laughs>
1: Yeah. They don't have anything backing their thoughts. Yeah. So you, if they don't have anything backing their thoughts. You can't reason
0: with someone that has... Just no yeah, absolutely. So here's the beautiful thing, and the thing that I think we forget sometimes. Brian Smith has been pounding this slowly into my head on Wednesday nights. And if you're not coming on Wednesday nights to hear Brian go through First uh, Peter, please adjust your calendar and come out and hear him go through First Peter. But it's this idea that the, the Bible is true, and attacks against the Bible are false. So we should have a certain measure of confidence as we have conversations with people because it is right, and that is wonderful. And it's a shockingly simple truth, but quit worrying that somebody's going to show you up. (laughs) It's the Bible. It's right. We're on the right side. This is beautiful, right? Ron?
1: Everything that I've heard so far is great because really when you take that and put it together, we come back to Psalm 1. I'd like to uh, assure yeah. the power of Psalm 1. Yep. Uh, and the essence of that is so powerful that we use that in the addictions ministry, yep. in the recovery process. The first thing that we did, like you just said, the truth, John right. 32, yep. only the truth will make you free. Right. Once we get the essence of that into someone's heart, then you can say all of the other things that they're doing. Yep. Scoffers do not walk in the way of the wicked. Yep. And listen and understand yep. uh, the words of Jesus Christ.
0: There you Very good. Excellent. So, so another patch on the quilt of Scripture, right? Scripture and Scripture and Scripture and Scripture and Scripture. It fits yes, it together. Is. Now some of the some of the joins are really difficult, <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not saying this is an easy process. This, this, this lady did not sit down and in five minutes crank that quilt out. This takes a lot of time. And I'm going to guess that her first quilt didn't look like her last quilt, right? There's a process. This, this will take you, my, my favorite scene in the movie A Beautiful Mind, it's a movie about John Nash, he's a mathematician. You should all watch it, because you should watch movies about mathematicians. <laughs> My favorite scene in, my, in the movie about A Beautiful Mind is John Nash walks into a classroom and he puts an equation up on the board. And he said, some of you, this equation will take you the course of your natural lives to understand. And he turns around and he walks out of the room. And you're like,
1: <laughs>
0: wow, yeah. This will literally take us our whole lives. And we won't finish. And we need to be okay with that. Because Jesus does the finishing, and he will finish it perfectly on his time. I saw a hand right over here.
1: Um, you were saying that we need to, um, people were saying that we need to uh, stay away from the scoffers. Yes, you yep. Know, I understand Yes, that. here we go. We also need to love them. Yes, thank you. Excellent. And yes.
0: So say that just a little bit later. I don't know if we got that on the tape, so... We need to what with them. We need
1: to love them. They're
0: we need Christ to love them as so Christ does. Absolutely. Be yeah. To them did Jesus? Them yes. Did Jesus ever have anybody come up to him yes. and uh, disagree with anything? Yes. yes. There was a wide variety of that. Darla, you're about to explode.
1: I am because I took a little different turn on this because yeah. I did the Jim Fleming method. I said. Well, what would Jesus do? There you go. And so I went out of Proverbs. Yep. <clears throat> Which is okay.
0: Yeah. See, I limited the discussion of this series to Proverbs. Otherwise, this would be a seventy-four week series, and you guys would just well, it would just as far you'd like as, stop it. Right?
1: As addressing these two verses, I went outside of Proverbs yep. because um, it seemed like to me in Proverbs, don't get me wrong, but we're all using the same word. Cool. Yep. And I decided that I needed to really know what that meant first. Okay, great. And um, I found out that it just means spiritually senseless. Mm-hmm. And so yep. then I decided to, like I said, look at what Jesus did, and it all boils down to the heart of the man, the heart of the person right. that's either scoffing or arguing or. And the two examples that I got were Jesus and Nicodemus. Yeah, very good. and asked a lot of questions. So are we talking
0: a genuine interest there or a fake interest?
1: Exactly. He was really interested in knowing right. the truth. Right. And even though he was somewhat uh, skeptical right. because he said, you know, how's everyone going to enter his mother's womb? Come right. on. And, but he he was really looking for the truth. Right. And we know that because in the end he accepted the truth. Right. And then there are uncounted uh, examples of Jesus and the Pharisees. Yes. Which, by the way, Nicodemus was. So
0: I'm going to push pause. I'm going to come back to the volumes. Remind me about the volume question. Okay, keep going.
1: Um, Which Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, I believe. So he was also part of the group that was scoffing or ridiculing, mocking, whatever, Um, but Jesus engaged with him and answered his questions, but with the Pharisees, he knew their hearts, were not really looking for the answers, and so he walked. sometimes walked away, sometimes engaged with very little to say. And I'm still, that still up? Yeah. Okay. why Robin has a man bun. But that's <laughs> a that looks like a man bun to me. That
0: is just a bit sketchy looking, isn't it? I didn't they notice
1: the...
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So the, he slapped the cowlick off of him? Is that the idea? That's
1: the.
0: I have three cowlicks in my hair, so I, that's just the way that works. I comb it this way because that's the only way it will work. So that's the... All right. That's... Excellent. And Jesus has a bit of a leg up on us in that He can know people's hearts while having a conversation and know which right. But
1: right? it's not hard to tell.
0: There you go. Good.
1: Where a person's Good. heart is and why they're asking or engaging, because there are some people that can be belligerent, but they really are still seeking. Yep. Yep. They're not just trying to argue. They're presenting their right. Their, well, what about?
0: So let's go back to our filters. I and mean, make sure we keep our love filter on, right? So we've got our love filter on. We also, if we think about volume, I'm going to come back to the volume question. So did more people that disagreed with Jesus, or more conversations like that in the New Testament, or more people that agreed with Jesus as far as people coming up to Him genuinely interested or coming up to Him in some antagonistic way? Which way? The, the, I mean, we're like, it's like this, right? The... the The scale is supremely in the antagonistic. And if that is indicative of our engagements, we need to be very comfortable walking away at times and saying, I'm not going to cast my pearls before swine because some things are very, very valuable. So I want you to feel a healthy level of tension and, well, it doesn't feel like we answered that question cleanly. Right. (laughs) Who indwells the believer? Holy Spirit. We have God indwelling us, helping us to make decisions, which is just absolutely fantastic, right? So you want to tip the scales. (laughs) I've got God. (laughs) How awesome is that? You come to me with accusations. Wonderful. Bring it. I've got God. He fights my battles. He gives me direction. He encourages and stirs up my heart to respond in a certain way. I've got God. We win, guys. We absolutely win. Saw this hand here. Yes.
1: I I think it's helpful to remember what the scripture says. The Bible says, who has said in his heart, there is no God? And just to come at it from that perspective helps me remember to do what she said about. Love, Absolutely. love know that that's why that we need to come out that way yep. because boy if you forget that you know you just think some fool you know Well, you don't really ascertain who this person is right really
0: to yeah every fool has a soul right
1: exactly.
0: yeah every fool has a soul and that soul's going somewhere so, any other pieces of feedback about these verses or other comments? I'm going I'm to talk about another minute or two on this, and then I'm going to go another direction for the rest of the lesson. Yes, well, sir? He
1: just generated a remembrance I had when I was a young Marine. I just got saved, and uh, wholly inadequate to go witness to anybody. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but I went. And Thank you. So, I'm with
0: some. Thank you. Some, you know uh, what you develop by going? Practice. Practice. And a comfort level with doing this, right? Yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you. I'm gonna pause you for just a second. So Darla went back and she said, she said, you can I mean you can tell you can tell when somebody is really interested in not. And you know why you can tell? You've had more than one conversation. It's not just this imaginative. Well, if I did this, then they might do this. No, 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 no. Put it into practice. Right? Do this stuff, and we would become more comfortable with it. So, all right. So sorry.
1: No, you're fine. That was beautiful, I, I, so and I had to I go back to it. So, going down, this is Friday night, Marine get paid, you know, so it's like <laughs> crazy on Hill Street. <laughs> and I find myself in front of a bar, my partner is gone, and there's just a bunch of guys down. Your partner
0: being the guy you were going witnessing with? Yes. yes. Okay, my, all right.
1: My assistant. Making sure? My yep. supervisor, my help. Um, but I had a better help because Amen. this lady came out and said, Who are you to call us sinners? I was like, I don't know you. I only know me. And I, in my eyes, are far greater sinner than you because Mm -hmm. I know nothing about you. Mm -hmm. And she took my track, and I walked away, and I said, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Because where did we start today's lesson? We're all in this together, right? We are all trying to figure this out. I promise you, nobody in this room, however short a time or however long a time you've been a believer, has walked into every situation in their entire, entire life and knew, I know exactly what God wants me to do right here. <laughs> no, no there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, help. Oh, thanks. Great. Yeah. God is with us. This is wonderful. <laughs> okay? Absolutely, beautifully, wonderful stuff. So, Please soak on Scripture. Now, I'm, I'm going I'm to challenge you. So we spent, what, 20 minutes talking through a few verses. 20 minutes. And we've come to some, I think, relatively good conclusions on some things. I want you to spend the rest of your lives thinking about these things. See, when the Bible commands us to meditate on Scripture, meditate just means think about. So think about when I wake up. Think about when I'm going to work. Think about when I'm at work. Think about when I'm coming home from work. Think about when I'm eating. Think about when I lie down. The more that we chew on these things, the better this results. The better outcome happens. So so what do we learn and what will we change? Uh, So a couple things here. Jesus doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. One of my favorite Martin Luther quotes. Right? So the Christian life is not a, I stay protected in and I don't. No, 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 no. We go out, we engage. Uh, and some of us are really us. I'm putting me in this. Absolutely. Uh, when we care more about what our faith looks like than what it is, it's time to take a walk around the block. Right? It's my guy, Bob Goff. So those of you that have Twitter accounts, please go back to the five PowerPoints that I have posted online for this series and follow each one of the folks that I have uh, quoted here on Twitter. Uh, I promise you, you are going to be blessed with the truth that they, that they share. Uh, it is really, really, really good stuff. So uh, one question from each week's lesson. Here, I think it's on the back side of your handout at the top. Uh, so is the use of technology or communication, is this use of technology or communication for his use? And for his glory or for mine? So questions to ask before communicating. Is this for him? Is this for me? Am I fulfilling a command where God is telling me to do something? Because there are times when we are told to go and to communicate things. Well, let's make sure we do that. Number three, am I being proactive to protect myself and my family? Four, am I fulfilling a command where God is telling me not to do something? So there are times where we are told, do not go do this. And then number five, why am I engaging? Why do I feel the desire to speak here? If it's not because, I'll give you a hint, if it's not because of numbers one through four, we need to step back and reconsider. If it's not because this is for God's glory, I'm doing something he's told me to do, protecting my family, or I'm not doing something he's told me not to do, we we need to stop and reconsider. Okay, so just some good guidelines here. Um, Our memory verse for next week. It's Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Now, let me ask you a question. The wisest man that ever lived is who? Oh, is that why we did Proverbs? Yeah. (laughs) Solomon, right? So he who walks with wise men. And who was the wisest guy ever? Solomon. So he who walks with wise men will be wise. If you want to be wise, you surround yourself with physical people in this world who are wise And you read wise people. Solomon is a great resource for us today. Now, if you'll notice, I've got a section on skipped verses. This makes my heart hurt that I did not get a chance to talk about these verses. There are dozens and dozens and dozens more. These I have pared down. We could have talked about any and all of these today, and they would have been very, very helpful. So I've got a couple of resources there for you. What's the first resource at the bottom of the page? Seriously, it's Proverbs, right? These are great resources. A chapter a day, it's fantastic. Think about our filters. I've got several articles there that have been helpful to me over the last several months, and I'm going to end with some closing thoughts. Um, So, uh, Joel Beek, a sermon is not over when the minister says amen. That's when the true sermon begins. So today, we end our five-week series on Solomon on social media, and today, it starts Does this make sense? Okay. Uh, Ray Ortland, God is preparing some of us to stand publicly in heroic ways for him that will strengthen the rest of us for a whole generation. I don't know when our country will completely and totally (coughs) abandon religious liberty. I don't know when. But it might happen in our generation. And if it does, if it does, the stands that we take for truth will matter. So pick your side. And plant your flag, because it's going to be important. Next quote, uh, John Acuff. So you're going, to see, you're going to see, when you decide to do righteous things online, you're going to see opposition like this. Whoops, just found out someone on the internet who has never met me or spoken with me, doesn't, doesn't like what I'm working on, better quit. No, don't stop. We don't stop, because pagans don't like what we do. We are compelled to go and to do and to obey the king of the universe. Right. And I have to end with something that'll make you smile. YOL. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought there was one more. Whoops. <laughs> Great leaders don't blame the tools they're given. They work to sharpen them. If, if When we looked at these passages today, if you went, wow, I didn't, I didn't really get that. Okay. That's fine. Keep working. God is in us. And this is probably my favorite, so... So YOLO, Y O L O, stands for you only live once. Yeah. You only live twice. What we do here is probably the only true thing from the movie um, Braveheart. Not Braveheart, from the movie, um, oh my gosh. This is what happens when I forget the movie, Darla. You love, I know, I know that yeah, you know that feeling, right? Um, gladiator, all right. What we do here echoes in eternity? It does. Absolutely it does. We are going to live again. I want crowns to lay at my Savior's feet. I want to be obedient in the space of communication. What we do here matters. So let's go matter. Let's go be the church. Let's go communicate like we should. And I encourage you, don't be afraid because God is in us and with us and going before us. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that's the series, Solomon, on social media. Next week, I am thrilled to announce that it is Father's Day. hurrah, Which is Jersey Day at Stewart Heights, which is fantastic, which means I don't teach Sunday school. It means Sean McGarvey teaches Sunday school. So I am excited about that. He's going to be talking to us about the Holy Spirit. So make sure you're back for that. The following week, we will take another look at another uh, square on the patchwork of systematic theology and start the doctrine of the church. Uh, And I'm very excited about that. That's a longer one. It's probably about 12, 13 weeks that we'll take through that. uh, And then we'll go from there. So thank you for being in Sunday school today. Hope this was helpful. So let's lean in. Make sure we pray as a group. And when you finish praying as a table, you are dismissed. Uh, Make sure your name is at the bottom of that list so we've marked attendance. And thanks for coming to Sunday school today.